Sydney Phillips is a 12-year-old New Jersey girl who was a basketball all-star at St. Teresa's Catholic School. Last fall, when there weren't enough girls to make up a team, Sydney asked if she could join the boys' basketball team. The school said no, so Sydney's parents filed a lawsuit against the school in the Archdiocese of Newark. The judge ruled that the seventh grader had no right to play basketball, so her parents appealed. But here's the twist in the story. The Archdiocese of Newark expelled both Sydney and her sister from St. Teresa's, citing a school policy that states legal action against the school will result in expulsion. The controversy caused the New York Liberty WNBA team to invite Sydney to practice with them at Madison Square Garden. Liberty player Brittany Boyd told NewJersey.com why. As an organization, we just want to inspire her, let her know that whatever you want to be, just be it and do what you want to do. Don't let nobody ever tell you that you can't do anything. Our guest is Erin Bazuvis, director of the Center for Gender and Sexuality Studies at Western New England School of Law. Let's get right to the core question, Erin. If there are no facilities for a girl to play a sport, should she be allowed to play on the boys' team? Uh, well, it's a, a more complicated question than just yes or no. Uh, I mean, certainly if it were up to me, she would be allowed to play uh, on the boys' team, given the lack of, uh, of any alternative at the school. Uh, however, um, she goes to a private school. She goes to a private religious school that has the opportunity to insulate itself from civil rights protections by uh, foregoing federal funds and assuming that it has. Um, she doesn't have the right that a student who attends a public school or a school that's receiving federal funds uh, would have to um, to insist on that right to play and to challenge the retaliatory expulsion that resulted from her case. Aaron, does it matter whether um, there's a religious basis for, for having her not be on the boys' team, or is it a matter, just as I, I think you were describing, that they can't even get in the door um, for this lawsuit if if the school doesn't accept federal funds. Yeah, I mean her her options for for litigating are really limited by the fact that uh, she's challenging a decision by a private school. Um, the fact that it may be a religious objection or or just or or any other objection, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter for the purposes of litigation. Now, I, I should say that um, I understand her lawsuit. It, to the one that the judge threw out and that I believe she's appealing um, to be rooted in a claim under the terms of the state of New Jersey uh, Interscholastic Athletic Association. Um, I don't purport to know the ins and outs of the, the uh, requirements of the New Jersey Interscholastic Athletic Association, so I can't really opine on the merits there. But I can say that um, she's, she's limited to those kinds of claims in the absence of any ability to, uh, to bring a claim under, say, the Constitution's Equal Protection Clause um, and or Title IX by virtue of the fact that this is a private school. So the Phillips made an emergency appeal, as you said, and appellate court judge Amy O'Connor issued a temporary order requiring the school to reinstate both girls pending a hearing set for later this week. Does that indicate the fact that the judge did that, that there might be something to their case? Uh, well, cer certainly it does. Uh, I don't know the legal basis on which the 
the uh, the, the parents uh, are challenging now the expulsion. Uh, I, I, I assume there must be a more broadly applicable state law. Um, I can say that Title IX, which doesn't apply in this case because it's a private school, has very robust protections for retaliation. Um, so this would be a much clearer case, again, if this were being considered in the context of, uh, of public school. I mean, I just I just think that today is actually a good day to uh, to really uh, bring up and emphasize these distinctions between public or private school. I mean, it happens to be just, you know, minutes ago, it seems, that we... Um, and our Congress approved the nomination of an education secretary who seems to have uh, privatization and a preference for private schools and private religious schools. Uh, and I think that this story is an important, um, you know, an important thing to have on the air today in light of that fact, because it really underscores uh, what many people don't realize is also at stake when we talk about the difference between private and public schools, and that's the uh, absence of civil rights protection in, in large part um, that uh, accompanies decisions to, uh, you know, to shift our education opportunities from the, pro from the public to the private realm. We could really be scaling back on opportunities that students have to uh, to challenge discriminatory conditions, whether it be the discrimination of being excluded from athletic opportunities and the discrimination of being then excluded from school for having exercised your right or attempted to exercise uh, your right to participate. Well, Aaron, you talked about federal funds as being kind of the foothold that, that somebody could use to, to sue a private school for a discrimination. Um, is that – do – Private schools typically accept federal funds. What are we talking about there in terms of the types and amounts of, uh, of federal funds that could be? Right. Well, so when we're talking about um, K through 12 uh, education, primary and secondary education, uh, most private schools operate outside the realm of, of federal funds, though there have been uh, a handful of cases that I've come across where a private school is participating in, say, a federally subsidized school lunch program or the other programs that might make certain um, either technology resources or other classroom resources available to private schools that might have a you know, federal funding nexus attached. Um, but for the, for the most part, uh, the, the, the tendency is for private schools to operate without federal funds. It's a little different at the college level because, uh, for the most part, public and private schools alike will accept students who participate in federal student loan programs, and that becomes uh, a nexus for Title IX's application there. Erin, the parents signed off on the school handbook policy that states parents who sue the school will be asked to remove their children. The children will be expelled. Is that a big problem for them, signing that? Uh, I would think so. Yeah, I. I, uh, I mean, as a matter of, I mean, they've uh, they have uh, chosen to uh, to to abide by uh, by this private school's rules. I, you know, I got to say again, I don't know. It hasn't been um, uh, easy to find or reported what the legal grounds are that they are challenging now the expulsion. Uh, so if they're making a claim that this is uh, that there's a specific New Jersey law that protects them, um, you know, I, I don't have um, an, an independent analysis of uh, of that particular angle. Um, but I would certainly um, I would certainly assume that 
overcoming this obstacle of having sort of conceded their legal right to challenge any decision about their ability to continue to go to school there would be uh, the biggest obstacle that that lawsuit would have to overcome. Well, we will find out more later in the week uh, when the judge hears the case, and certainly the controversy is not is not doing the school any good, but uh, it's it's doing the issue, I guess, some good. Thank you so much for being on Bloomberg Law. That's Erin Bazuvis, director of the Center for Gender and Sexuality Studies at Western New England School of Law. Greg, there was so much online about her playing at Madison Square Garden with the New York Liberty WNBA team that you have to wonder if that might have some kind of an impact on the archdiocese. Yeah, certainly it will raise the visibility. You know, this is one of these cases where you look at it, and I think most people, would, the reaction would be, wow, that's gender discrimination, no question about it. But for the reasons Aaron described, that doesn't necessarily mean legally you have a case against your, your private Catholic school. Exactly. Coming up? More on the school system, but this time in Nevada, new teachers in the state of Nevada will not have to know about the U.S. Constitution or the state constitution if Senate Bill 20 is passed. Should the state be lowering standards for teachers because of a shortage of teachers? I'm June Grosso with Greg Storr. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.